Hi everybody and welcome back to my podcast, The Fading Aging Sex Symbol. First of all, I need to tell you that it's a really hot day in London and usually I have my windows closed so I can talk to you guys about what I'm going to talk about, but today it's so hot. So you will probably hear cats screaming, kids screaming, bikes screeching, and about five minutes ago there was a Uber cyclist having an argument with a pedestrian who was then having an argument with a car. So maybe anything could happen. But what I want to talk to you today is something really light. So much is going on in the world and um, I recently hung out with some friends and they reminded me of probably one of the worst moments of my life that I can look back on now with humour. But at the time, it was such an amazing moment that could have gone so wrong. So how it started out is a lot of people that follow me, and actually, if you're probably listening to this, you do follow me on Instagram or Facebook, um, will know that I got the opportunity to go on tour with Julian's Auction House with the biggest Marilyn Monroe sale in history. It was incredible. There were so many items. It was the last... Um, collection of her estate so um, they'd basically opened up the vaults and that was it what you saw is what you were going to buy there was no more it'll only come up again if the sellers end up reselling it however sorry I can hear some buzzing and I really don't want to recall this again um, anyway uh, so I was honoured and uh, obviously David Gainsborough um, who was one of the biggest collectors of Marilyn stuff, was selling his collection. He'd collected over years, and the estate was selling their last of what Marilyn Monroe had left to Lee Strasberg. And on top of that, we had the happy birthday Mr. President dress. So it was a big, big thing. So I'm on this tour, and I get to go to New York. And Darren Julian informs me that I am staying at the Waldorf. Now, the Waldorf in New York, it's not a hotel anymore, um, but it was at that time. And I had a room there booked before I got on the Queen Mary back to England with all the Marilyn stuff. I was so excited. I landed in New York. I'd travelled upper class on Virgin, which completely was a waste of time for me because I was so excited about being in upper class. I never used a flatbed. The, the lady laid it out for me and I was just too busy talking to her about being in Virgin upper class. I was like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Like the bed does this. So I never slept. And it's so weird when you're in economy, that trip to New York seems to last forever. When you're in upper class, it seems to last like one minute and you're in it. We're landing now, great, but I enjoyed all the free champagne. I spoke to the air stewardesses all the way through the trip, I think, about how amazing it was and um, oh, it was fantastic. Anyway, so I landed, I got taken to the Waldorf and then my wonderful friend called me and said, you're not only staying at the Waldorf, I have purchased for the night Marilyn Monroe's apartment where she stayed. Sorry, my cat is now trying to climb up my back and purr in my ear. It's going to be the worst sound from one of my podcasts, but it's worth it because it's a crazy story. So, um, 
April and she was amazing and we we went in the room and here we are and then Scott Faulkner turned up who if you don't know is one of the biggest collectors of Marilyn and actually purchased quite a lot of stuff from the auction that came up in Beverly Hills at the end of this tour so he was going crazy we all had breakfast there the next morning we were so excited and Oh, it was incredible. Then my friend Christine Nagy came over. And then Darren called me and said, listen, I'm dropping off some of this Marilyn stuff um, at the Waldorf. You need to take care of it. And um, obviously, a lot of it was David's stuff. And um, But luckily, the girls were there and they were so excited. And, you know, my friends are totally trustworthy I've known these girls for years and a lot of them have purchased Marilyn Monroe stuff in the past. They're not desperate for money. Not the people who are desperate for money are thieves, but you know what I mean. So we had the best time and um, we're looking at all these Marilyn's original stuff and getting to look through diaries, sitting in Marilyn Monroe's apartment. This is the moment where I say thank you, Jesus, for my blessings. Thank you, Marilyn. You just, you're so blessed. So let's wind on. Darren comes and picks up all the stuff, takes it for the boat, so it's all secure, so it's all protected. I have a great night. I've just had the best time. I mean, I've been up close and personal with all this amazing Marilyn Monroe stuff. I've been in Marilyn Monroe's apartment where she lived. Then we've all ordered champagne and had a great time. I've been with my closest friends. It was the moment in my life I look back and go, that was the greatest moment. And then, the next morning, we all go to the boat. Darren's assured me that I am not required to do any press. I do not need to wear the Marilyn Monroe dress because we've now done those shoots. We've already done with that. Everything's protected. Susie, it doesn't matter, which was great because I was completely hung over because I knew I wasn't required by the press. So I thought, I'm going to have a great night with my friends. We're going to get drunk and we're going to, yay, because it's been the best day. So I arrive at the boat, the queue, the Queen Mary. No, it's not the, it's the Queen Mary. Is the QE2 or the Queen? No, it's the Queen Mary. Whatever. It's a Cunard ship and it's the best ship in the world. It's so great that I can't remember the name of it. The Queen Mary. Someone's going to call me and go, no, Susie, you was not on that boat. I was hungover. I was on there for 10 days and I spent a lot of time drinking a lot of champagne. So I get on the boat and then Darren appears and says, Susie, you need to get into the Some Like It Hot dress. Now, if any of you want to Google me on the Queen Mary, <laughs> see me in the Some Like It Hot dress, you might think her hair isn't very on point that day it's a little bit windswept it's a little no it's not windswept it's literally just got out of bed head with a hangover head with not even knowing that I'm going to perform for the press head that's what that is so not only am I performing for the press I'm on CNN and I'm taking press pictures that was on the New York that picture went everywhere this is why never 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 have a hangover before you might be required for work so I'm Michael Bush, who, if anyone's listening to this podcast who's a Michael fan, will know who exactly who 
Michael Jackson fan will know exactly who Michael Bush is. Michael Bush was Michael Jackson's designer. If any of you have seen This Is It, the last film about Michael Jackson, you will see him getting Michael prepped for the last tour and he designed all the most amazing costumes. And Michael's ended up being a really, not Michael Jackson, Michael Bush has ended up being a really good friend of mine. Sadly, me and Michael Jackson weren't friends because we didn't know each other. I'm sure we would have been fabulous. We both love Chaplin. So me and Michael Bush is getting me dressed and I'm in some like hot dress, which is still amazing to me to be putting on the dress that Marilyn Monroe wore in one of my most favourite scenes in Some Like It Hot where Jack Lemon tells her not to cry because no guy is worth it and we've all been there um, and she's singing I'm Through With Love. So I'm in this great moment, the press are waiting and suddenly I get a tap on my shoulder from Darren Julian who looks as white as a ghost and says to me, Susie, where's Marilyn Monroe's comb? what what do you mean where what do you mean where's Marilyn Monroe's comb he said Marilyn Monroe's comb was in the bag that I gave you yesterday and it's not there where is Marilyn Monroe's comb oh my god my whole blood comes out of my body through my feet and probably god knows where it went but I'm about to faint because number one I never saw a Marilyn Monroe comb and number two, obviously, this bag and everything that we had in the hotel suite, I was the last person to see it, if I'd seen it, but I never saw a comb. I'm panic-stricken now. He's like, who's in the room with you? You need to call them, you need to call your... And I was panic-stricken, and there's no reception. We're on this boat, about to drift off into the Atlantic. I'm... Mike was telling this story and I was just dying listening to it back and it was just horrible this moment was horrible and I'm thinking I've never seen this comb and now it looks like I've stolen it or my friends have stolen it and my friends wouldn't do that because they're amazing and I, I can't breathe right now the press are waiting to take pictures of me so I'm all flustered and, and now I feel like a thief even though I'm not and my world's greatest day has now turned into the world's greatest nightmare the press are waiting, but I'm having to make phone calls. I'm trying to get hold of my friends saying, have you seen Marilyn Monroe's comb? I mean, this is something that's worth, like, forget the money. It's so important. And my heart's racing. Michael's panicking. They're, everyone's rushing around, looking through boxes. I want the ground to open me up and eat me because I've never seen this comb. And now everyone thinks that either I have it or my friends have it. I don't know what to do. I'm standing there and I'm frozen. I'm trying to get through to my friend. The phone starts ringing. I'm thinking, how am I going to say to my friend, excuse me, did you steal Marilyn Monroe's comb? How can we ever be friends again? And I know they haven't done that. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. The press are staring at me from the far corner with their cameras waiting for me. I'm wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress and if there's any sweat on them, God, it probably would be now. I'm thinking, please, Jesus, help me. You need to help me right now because... I haven't seen this comb. I know my friends wouldn't do that. And this is horrible. And at that moment, I'm about to talk on the phone and my friend's about to answer. I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around, it's Darren. And he says to me, Susie, we found it. They found the comb. I thought the greatest moment of my life was hanging out in Marilyn Monroe's suite, drinking champagne, looking at all of her stuff, wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress, all this amazing stuff has happened, but that's got to go down as the greatest moment of my life where you feel that 
Oh my god. <laughs> this comb, this Manro comb, the biggest auction, has gone missing, and I was the last person to see it, even though I never saw it. And they found it, and it was tucked inside the bag, wrapped up in tissue paper. And we'd seen the bag, we'd not seen that, but ah, oh, so that was people said to me talk on your podcast about wearing Marilyn Monroe's clothes and what it felt like and what well there you go here's a story from you that no one's ever heard before about wearing Marilyn Monroe's clothes and being exposed to her stuff and when it can go wrong well guys I hope you enjoyed that podcast it wasn't that serious but you might have heard some cats and some traffic and it probably wasn't the greatest sound but I hope you enjoyed it see you next time <laughs>